Ciao, and welcome back to Real Saucy after a little summer hiatus. I know it's been a while, I hope you haven't noticed, um, but it's fall now. It's officially fall. It's been raining in New York City for the past three days. The leaves are turning. It's Everybody's kind of getting depressed again. And if you're like me, you're going to want to seek some comfort in like a cozy little restaurant, order a nice plate of pasta bolognese and walk there in a coat listening to your favorite podcast, which I obviously assume is real saucy. And then you're going to go home and, and snuggle up and watch a fabulous movie, um, which I hope is the movie that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and not, oh wait, really quick, and not the new Marilyn Monroe movie, Blonde. I watched it. It's on Netflix. It was hard to watch. It was a really hard one to watch. I love Ana de Armas. She's great. Um, but I don't think I don't think Marilyn Monroe had a had a Spanish accent, and it was just so depressing. Um, but anyway, this is episode four, and today I am talking to Nick Brown. Um, this episode's a really fun one for two reasons. One, hospitality wise, because Nick is currently behind the bar at Astros and Amagansett, and he formerly helped run the bar program at like major New York City bar staples like Please Don't Tell on St. Mark's and The Spaniard and The West Village. But this is also such a fun episode because Nick is also a filmmaker. So he has so much cool insight about the industry um, and about the movie that he picked. And it's just like a nice comforting episode because we just kind of gush about the movie um, that he picked, which is the classic 1980s. Cher and Nicolas Cage, sexy Brooklyn rom-com, Moonstruck. I love Moonstruck. It's such a good movie. I was so excited when you picked it. Um, but I'll give you a little plot summary sponsored by the Internet Movie Database. I really hope you guys don't need a plot summary because I've hoped you've seen it. But, you know, it's like, it's, I'm not going to judge you. Um, so Loretta Castrini, played by Cher, is a bookkeeper from Brooklyn who finds herself in a difficult situation when she falls for the brother of the man who she has agreed to marry. So the man she agrees to marry, his name is Ronnie, and he goes to Sicily to take care of his ailing mother. And he tells Loretta, share, he says, go and tell my brother Johnny Okay, Ronnie and Johnny. I mean, I think they could have fixed that, but whatever. Go and tell my brother Johnny that we're getting married and I want him to come to the wedding. So Cher goes to Johnny's bakery and all these types of antics ensues. And Sue, she falls in love with Johnny um, and they kind of have to battle that. And the, the dad is also having this like little extramarital affair and the mother's trying to get hers too. So it's, it's such a good movie that's, there's so many like quotable scenes. Um, and it's just like one of my favorites and it's such a fun fall movie. Uh, everybody's wearing coats in it. So Nick and I are gonna discuss it. So without further ado, welcome back to Real Saucy and have dinner and a movie with me and Nick Brown. The moon is a little like love. Will you marry me? I will marry you. I will be your wife. You love him, Loretta? No. Good. When you love him, they drive you crazy. 
Sometimes. Why are you marrying Johnny? He's a fool. It makes you act a little crazy. Where are you taking me? To the bed. Okay, so Nick, tell me about yourself. Uh, my name's Nick Brown. Uh, I've worked in the restaurant industry mainly as bartender for like the past like 12 years or mm. so. And mixed in, I do film as well. Okay. So tell me about the industry. You can oh pick which one I mean. <laughs> I feel like everybody refers to some their own industry as it's, the industry. That's totally true. I remember like when that switched for me. My, uh, I grew up kind of like in a film family. And so film was always like the industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're all very selfish people. So whatever industry I'm in is the industry of the moment. The industry. Right. So right now that's bartending. <laughs> okay. Okay. So tell me about it. Um, I am back to bartending for the first time in a few years. I'm doing a job in the Hamptons this summer. It's kind of like a new opening with friends of mine who I've worked with in the city. It's called Astro's Pizza. It's in Amagansett. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting to get back behind the bar again, but it's, you know, picking up old habits, remembering the old ways to do it. Remember, I'm watching the show The Bear Mm -hmm. on Hulu right now. Yes, that's uh, getting all the girls excited online. Yeah, just, you know, beautiful (laughs) dirt bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's really great. I mean, it's cool to, like, see the... I think it's the best representation of, like, a kitchen life that I've seen, you know? Yeah. I think they get all, like, the lingo totally right. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Behind. (laughs) Corner, corner. Heard. Good morning, chefs. I refer to everybody as chef because it's a sign of respect. Yeah, I don't know. There's like just little details in it that I love. Like he's, you know, always drinking his water out of a quart container, which is like so classic chef behavior. There's just, it's like, there's just a life that I I think is really cool in it. Yeah. It's Chicago, right? It's Chicago. Yeah. But I like end up watching it and like working in a restaurant for the first time again. And I'm like, what am I doing? Mm. I'm just like, I'm off today. Why am I watching this? And then I have like these kitchen dreams and it's all very stressful. And <laughs> Yeah. Where, where was the first, what was the first restaurant you worked in? Uh, first uh, bar that I worked in mm. was PDT. Okay. Uh, and I started off as a bar back there for like a year and a half and mm. made it onto the bar and I was there for six years, uh, which was great. I mean, it was like a pretty special place to to learn you know uh, it was like the first bar to win a james beard award mm-hmm. while i was there i take absolutely no credit for it <laughs> you're like that was because of me <laughs> yeah, yeah the the one cocktail the one or two cocktails that i made there really uh shined what were the cocktails <laughs> uh i made one drink called a banana boat <laughs> yum she's like i've always been super into tiki drinks mm-hmm. and like it's always kind of been a dream to if i was ever going to do something i thought it'd be fun to like do like a really not take yourself too serious kind of tiki bar you know, did Dingling copy you with that? Dingle, I don't even know what Dingling is. Dingling is on <laughs> Avenue C, and they have a banana daiquiri, which is like a full blended banana I'm, in a drink. I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah, 100% I'm sure. We're going to say definitively yeah. that they definitively, copied you. Definitively, 100%. <laughs> yeah. You're, so let's talk about Astros. Mm-hmm. So are you like helping with the cocktail program? Um, I, You know, a, a little bit just because I kind of can't help myself sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's really, it's not my program at all. It's uh, Oscar Gill, who actually, so I opened a bar uh not as an owner but i opened as the head bartender and i Mm. did all the you know original cocktails there uh called the spaniard after pdt and a guy that i worked with there uh oscar gill who's like 
kind of in this like bar royalty family like his uncle was like i think the original bar back at milk and honey oh wow and it's like his cousins you know like run these incredible bars mm-hmm. like um little branch and okay um just it's very cool so he's doing the bar program there and it's, it's cool to kind of work with people that i used to work with again how is it seeing the evolution of the spaniard because i remember when it first opened and i remember being like it was 2015 2017 oh I think really we were opened yeah no way okay so i was i guess i'm dating myself but um <laughs> i remember when it first opened it was a fully different place than it is now i guess it's yeah it's packed all the time it's always packed yeah, yeah. it's all, i mean it's like it's such a d- new generation of bartenders mm-hmm. there too like i can walk in and i'm like pretty anonymous <laughs> which is kind of fun to like you know yeah i mean it's until i have to pay for my drinks and that's not so fun <laughs> then but. you're like damn this place <laughs> damn this place <laughs> i used to be somebody <laughs> where are you from i'm born and raised in the city i grew okay. up in the west village yeah i went to nyu for film and uh go tish, go tish. yeah <laughs> i didn't go to tish no. my mom wouldn't she wouldn't let me no yeah. <laughs> i kind of had to <laughs> so tell me about your upbringing um yeah i mean i, grew- I mean in the village that's yeah so you're cool already <laughs> i guess so that's what they, that's what they tell me <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was cool i i loved it i mean i was like never bored i grew up on grove and bleaker okay it was my mom's house and my dad's house was waverly mcdougall so like full full village how cool yeah my bubble was like very small like i never went east of broadway or like <laughs> north of 14th street or south of houston that was that was it that You're was like my a world proper city kid i guess so yeah have you ever seen the movie kids of course yeah, yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. i was gonna choose that one but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a nightmare yeah, that yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, i think you're gonna have harmony corinne on right to talk yeah, about aids, to talk and... <laughs> about AIDS. Oh, god that movie is just like ruined my life <laughs> oh my god i know that I know. movie i like always wanted to be a city kid like i feel like that movie made no, you no, want to no, be no. a city kid i'm saying <laughs> no i always wow. wanted to be a city kid and then i watched that movie and i was like Maybe San Diego wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, you're yeah. from San Diego. I'm from That's San Diego. Right. That's yeah. very cool. Um, yeah. My stepbrother lives in San Diego. Oh, where? Yeah. Uh, you know, right near the beach, I guess. <laughs> so your parents were both in the industry. Tell me about that. Yeah. Um, so uh, my dad is like mostly a film editor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a director as well. But uh, he's he's edited most of Spike Lee's films. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like he, they've been working together since the beginning. Like so he cut like Do the Right Thing. Oh, how awesome. Malcolm X. And um, yeah. And took like a little hiatus in the 90s. And, you know, has kind of been, uh, you know, working with him on and off for my whole life. Have Actually, you seen a little Do the Right Thing tribute in Fort Greene? Um, yeah, it's like I'm, a little mural thing. That's that's their that's office. Where yeah, 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 yeah. That's where my dad is all the time. Oh, really? You can go find him. Oh, I'll go find him. <laughs> yeah. Look for your Barry dad. Brown. <laughs> <laughs> um, and funny enough, my mom is a producer, mm-hmm. mostly in like uh, television, mm-hmm. and she's actually working randomly. I guess maybe not all that randomly with Spike Lee's like other editor, longtime editor, a guy named Sam Pollard, mm-hmm. on a Netflix documentary on uh bill russell at the moment oh okay yeah so cool it's like you know worlds colliding i guess that's awesome Not that they like talk or hang out very much but <laughs> you're actually like it's a massive point of contention yeah exactly <laughs> my dad's like what are you doing you're just like replacing me with this other guy? <laughs> no, not at all he would never no, how it's cool lovely. yeah what did mm-hmm. you learn from them like how do you feel oh like man it's like impossible to summarize to, to say yeah i mean i think like i like had a comfort um you know, being around sets and things mm-hmm. like that, just from growing up with them. And, you know, there's like uh, a lot like um, 
the bear, you know, we're talking about all like the lingo, all yeah. the kitchen lingo that you pick up. You know, there's like all this film lingo too. Mm. And, you know, I think just like a foundation of just kind of being comfortable around it all. And I'm, I think more than anything. Yeah. Like I, like I work like, like in a production adjacent role right now. And mm-hmm. the biggest hurdle, and I went from that, from ad tech to that. And the biggest hurdle is the lingo, like the vernacular, totally. like the specific yeah, acronyms. It's very gatekeeping. It is. And it once, I feel like once you crack that, you're like, okay, cool. Like I can, you, it's really hard. Cause you need to like, f- you can't really do anything creative or do anything like that. If you don't understand like the ins and outs of just like how to speak of course, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so once you figure that out, then you're like, shit, I just unlocked a whole new that's world. It. That's really all you need to know. That's all you really everything need else is so easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's where film school probably would help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where, thanks mom. Um, yeah, exactly. Do you still live in the village? Uh, I don't know. Um, my wife and I moved to Brooklyn Heights over okay. that pandemic. Oh my God. That's a I perfect know. segue. I know. Perfect. Into this movie that you picked. This wonderful, wonderful wonderful movie this wonderful wonderful movie we'll get back to you like later but i feel like we should intro this movie moonstruck which is a brooklyn heights brooklyn generally italian you're not italian i'm not i'm not do you I'm feel like, like you close to do you feel yeah, like, like italian adjacent a native new yorker i feel like i'm like instantly just italian and jewish yeah you know, like you just have to be Are you irish i you know i'm like a little bit of just kind of like white <laughs> you're European, like i identify but, as nothing <laughs> yeah, exactly. i like got my dna done a few years ago and i you know i had all these stories from my family it was like oh you're descended from american presidents and uh you've got native american this and this that and the other and i was so excited and it was like the most boring. It was so boring. It was like German and English and like 2% Irish. Oh, <laughs> like that's... 2% Scandinavian. You can't even like claim Scottish. the potato famine. Truly nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. Yeah, I, t- I did the same thing and it was pretty resoundingly Italian. Like yeah. pretty re- like... Yeah, it's tomato, concretely. right? Tomato, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's both my parents were born there. Like it's, it's undeniable. I was thinking like... Because um, I'm basically like three fourths Sicilian, I was like, oh, maybe um, there'll be like, you know, how many, so many people conquered Sicily. So I was like, maybe we'll have some like fun little mixes and totally. No, it nothing. was just really just not nothing going Italian. on. Yeah, nothing going on really. Totally. So I mean, as an Italian, you must like have a strong connection to this movie. Yes, until okay. So I watched the movie first time when I was really young because my family loves like an Italian classic like rom com sure. like my cousin yeah. Vinny anything like that like if it starts with like uh, when <laughs> like, the moon hits your eye like, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a more exactly. that's what it is that's, that's a more um yeah if it I, I just feel like it's this you watch and i remember watching this and in, in my head seeing share like this but also knowing like you know share share not as an actress Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i was trying to be like saying her last name but i was like no she doesn't have one uh, d- yeah does she yeah. have a last name i'm sure she I did at some so. point i think she's just been share <laughs> yeah i was like share an american italian american icon an italian american icon until i was like 18 i was like share is an italian american icon she's not italian at all i read that in, yeah like, doing some research about this she's like armenian she's, she's completely like the original armenian. kardashian yeah she is the original <laughs> kardashian i mean sunny bono was italian so i guess she's like by proxy sure but abs- yeah. and there's no Italian there at all. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. Um, I well, like in, in the movie too, her mom's Greek, right? Olympia Dukakis. Yeah, Olympia totally Dukakis. Greek. Totally Greek. She plays an amazing. They all play just like unbelievable Italians, though. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Cher was not the first pick for this role. Really? Yeah, Who was the first so pick? So the 
they said basically like they ran this like private firm ran this like study on actresses brand appeal and they said that Cher had like little to no brand appeal since like 1974 since she was like doing wow. her, like TV shows and stuff with really? Sunny and so they were like you know who we need we need like Liza Minnelli <laughs> or <laughs> that like, would be wild <laughs> or like Demi Moore or Barbara, Barbara Streisand I get so stressed out saying Barbara Streisand's last name after, yeah after um uh, licorice pizza. Did you see Licorice Pizza? I did. Pizza? I'm trying to remember the with bar. Brad, right? With Bradley Cooper being like Streisand. Tr- Streisand. 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 That's Streisand. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Barbara Streisand. Um, yeah. But I think Cher. I mean, could you imagine this movie without Cher? I can't. I mean, I can't imagine it. I heard that like they didn't want. She fought for Nick Cage too. Yeah. She fought for Nick Cage because they were like he's just like a kid. Yeah, he was like yeah. 20 years younger than her Nick or something like that. Nick Coppola. Nick Coppola, of course yes. I know. Nick Coppola. I mean, nepotism. I, Love nepotism. It. <laughs> but he's so, I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, but like Nick Cage is such a good, he's just like prolific. Like he oh might not God. be like the most like nuanced actor, but no, he's so yeah. prolific. I mean, definitely not the most nuanced. The bees. Yeah. The bees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like. Have you ever watched one of those super cuts of Nick Cage where he's just like him screaming, and it's like in every no. role? Okay. Well, no, you know, that's, what we'll, that's what we'll do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he. So that I love the age difference in this movie. Shares forty, and Nick Cage is twenty-three. Um, I also, also the grandfather is so good. The grandfather's like my favorite part. It's so oh my good. God, At I love end, him so much. When he's crying and he's like, and they're like, what's wrong? He's like, I'm confused. I'm confused. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. And the dogs, it's like, you just, I don't know. There's so much life in this movie. You just yeah. like imagine, you know, they never talk about his wife or anything like mm-hmm. that. But like you imagine that. You know, she's died and like he's replaced this. It's all about love. And he's, you know, he's replaced his love and thrown it into all these million dogs. Yeah, yeah. And they're all adorable. Yeah, yeah, except for that one. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, I could think of one. That yeah, you're well, I like about. the scrappy one. I like yeah. the scrappy. <laughs> yeah, I like scrap. I like like little scruffy little dogs. Totally. Me too. Um, the gr- guy that could play the grandfather actually, they didn't want him to be in it because apparently he can't hear or see really. Really, like, it's kind of perfect. Though. It's perfect, and Sean Connery had to be like, no, he's gonna be great in this role. Sean, what did Sean Connery? Have I don't to do know. With like it? Sean Connery worked with him with something before okay. and like wanted to give him a chance. He doesn't need to see. Yeah, he doesn't need to see. I think he said, um, he said he cannot see, he cannot hear, and he'll steal every bloody scene in this film. <laughs> that was a perfect Scottish accent, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, was, I don't even try. Rest in peace, Sean Connery. Sure, I love Sean yeah, Connery. The best, the best Bond. Oh yeah, of course. That's not and even under debate. Should we rank them? Rank the Bonds. I think it's like Sean George Connery. Lazenby number one. <laughs> <laughs> Roger Moore number one. Roger Moore just like looked like he couldn't, like he could barely yeah. move. No, totally. Uh, I mean, I think Craig was an incredible. I Bond. agree. Yeah, I think Daniel Craig was uh, until they started like putting Leah C. Do in every movie. I loved those movies. Wait, oh yeah, right. She's she kind of just like doesn't. She's have in everything any. now. She's in everything now, and she was in like three of them because they they killed Ava Grain and they regretted it. Of course, and yeah. They were like trying to bring her back. She was like the best Bond what girl babe, ever. Ava Green was. Oh, oh my, my god, is, yeah. Sure. But like in Casino Royale, she's just like uh, unbelievable and so charming and like totally. She has that raspy voice, like. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Bond. Um, yeah, not piercing eyes though. Very. very <laughs> yeah, the ugliest eyes. <laughs> ugly <in the> eyes. <laughs> very ugly eyes. <laughs> Yeah, true. everything else. She's yeah. a butter eyes. But. 
Evergreen Butter Eyes. <laughs> I was obsessed with her. That was like a very coming of age movie for me. Oh, too, yeah. yeah. Daniel Craig, too. I feel like I had like an awakening with Daniel Craig and Ava Green. Oh, I think a lot of people had an awakening <laughs> <laughs> with those two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Something, um, yeah. The like, so this like the final dinner scene, which is like the best movie. Should we mm-hmm. just do like a quick plot summary? Sure. Of this yeah. movie, even though I feel like most people have seen it, right? Pro- I mean, if they haven't, they need they to. They need to. It's I so good. I didn't see it until the pandemic. Really? Yeah, my wife had like been trying to get me to watch for no years, way. and I'm like, I'm gonna watch this like share romantic comedy. <laughs> like, oh my god! And I watched it, and I like I've watched it three times. It since. is so good. It's so good. It like beautifully captures New York in the '80s. I think like yeah. the Italian influences in the '80s. They're actually right. the The liquor store that she goes to is like right on Mulberry Street. Really? They shot at a bunch of different locations. That's crazy. I mean, uh, we should also mention that we're like recording this on one of the few blocks of Little Italy left in left? New York. I know. I mean. I I'm back here taking my ground back. You are, yeah. <laughs> yeah <I'm laughs> apartment like, by apartment. Apartment by apartment. I'm just gonna keep, you know, bringing yeah, I can bringing smell Italy the back in the oven. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's just like no times left. No, there's like seven. <laughs> no, of course it's a bunch of share Armenians share working, Armenians. At the, <laughs> working at the restaurants down there. Yeah, I I feel like I've met a few like proper Italians that have been here for a long time, and I'm just like so grateful to have met them because they're just so totally. Like, there's like such Ooh. a rich history. Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if it's like, you know, New York is obviously whatever it is, you know, it's everything, right? It's yeah. everything, it's nothing. But like, especially like growing up in the, you know, the late 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, you know, New York was like Italian-American New York, yeah. right? You know, everything was like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. And I'm that's walking how, here. It's when like I Dustin came Hoffman's here, not Italian, right? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> when I came here, I thought that was what it was going to be like. I was like, I'm so excited to meet, like, all the, like, Joe Pesci's in, in New right. York. All when I Joe went to NYU, I was like, oh, like, I need to work on my New York accent. I need to fit in because everybody has a New York accent. Everybody's so Italian. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's really not like that. <laughs> I've never really, like, lived otherwhere, anywhere else. Mm. I've, like, worked on projects for months at a time where, like, you know, uh, year or so ago, I spent two months in Al- two or three months in Alabama mm-hmm. working on a film. And where in Alabama? Uh, mostly in Montgomery. Okay. Yeah. What do you wait? So tell me about your work on films. It's um, exciting. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes this is it's where the, this is where the crossover works. I, it, truly, I mean, when you know, my buddy Jamie, who did your podcast, mm-hmm. uh, told me about this, I'm like, yeah, it kind of seems like right in my yeah. wheelhouse. Yeah, I, like, I, could do this. I guess we'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I feel like, like when hospitality and, and film comes together, that's like where the sweet spot I'm amazed is. at like I, you know, I heard about it and I, it's pretty seamlessly back and forth. And I kind of wonder why that is. Thank you. I'm working on it. Well, no, it's cool. <laughs> it's very cool. It's like, uh, I mean, I get, it makes sense to me because, you know, it's that's I'm thinking about movies yeah. and I'm in bars all the time. And, you know, yeah, I guess you got to eat and you got to entertain yourself. So You do. Those are the the core, the crux of life. Truly. That's, yeah, that's it. That's all you yeah. need. And love and Moonstruck. And love and Moonstruck, which is the major theme of this movie. It I is. think it's love, luck and Italians. Definitely. I think yeah. that's a great way to put it. If yeah. only Italian started with an L. <laughs> I know. Love, luck and Liguria. Linguini. Linguini. So do you think Nicolas Cage with the hand, do you think it was bad luck or do you think it was Johnny's fault? Nothing is anybody's fault, but things happen. Look. This wood is fake. Five years ago, I was engaged to be married and, uh, and Johnny came in here. And he ordered bread for me. And I said, oh, okay, some bread. 
and, and I put my hand in the slicer, and it got caught because I wasn't paying attention. The slicer chewed off my hand. <laughs> it's funny, because when my fiance found out about it, when she found out that I had been maimed, she left me for another man. That's the bad blood between you and Johnny? Yes, that's it. That's not Johnny's fault. I don't care. I ain't no freaking monument to justice. I lost my hand. I lost my bride. Johnny has his hand. Johnny has his bride. You want me to take my heartbreak, put it away, and forget? It's definitely not Johnny's fault. It's oh, ridiculous. I think it's totally think it's Johnny's, Johnny's, Johnny's fault because he yeah. asked for some bread. He asked for some bread and he distracted him. I did he distract? Did he distract? He said him? he made him made me look the other way. I thought that was like a metaphorical like oh, he like, made me look to make bread or I don't know. I know Maybe I'm gonna be literal like, about this. Okay. Yeah, about the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's juggling this. in the corner. Johnny, <laughs> I think Johnny probably was like, "Look, Ronnie, I got a joke. I, Listen <laughs> to me. <laughs> I, I think you know." I think the, the 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 like wooden hand is kind of attractive. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. It's, it's kind of like Michael Jacksony, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like when like they're a... yeah, when they're in, like <laughs> like with one glove, one, glove. Yeah. <laughs> one sparkling glove. <laughs> <laughs> so Cher says, she's like, I'm unlucky. Like I'm unlucky in love. She we open with that. She's unlucky. Mm-hmm. The guy proposed to her wrong. The first guy proposed to her wrong. Well, sure. And then he died by a bus. I know. I love that moment with her dad where it's like, oh, you're getting married again? Yeah. He's like, the first one didn't work out. Yeah. What happened the first time? The guy died. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I I love that scene. I love how close she is with her parents. Mm -hmm. Are you close with your parents? I am. Yeah. I'm I'm very close to my parents. Yeah. Do you relate to that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, I wish we like had that like sort of kind of immigrant mm-hmm. big family like thing. And, you know, where you like live, still lived with them. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy I don't still live with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cher wanted to leave. Too. She did. She did. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't that doesn't like Johnny. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that's like such a special thing. And like a lot of like the kind of first generation families that I know are a lot more like that, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like everybody under the same roof. And like there's not that same sort of like stigma of like, oh, you're. You know, 30 and living at home, what are you doing, you know? Yeah, I think it's also because, like, I... When you have that, like, second culture, you really sort of, like... With your family, you're really the only people that can embrace it together like you find those communities and stuff like in san diego there's like a huge italian community so you like look for those communities but like really at home you have the inside jokes like the language the dialects that you like feel comfortable with of course whereas like when you are apart from them you lose you kind of lose all that like i i feel like i i used to speak like a sicilian dialect really well Mm -hmm. and like since i moved like i'm when i go back home and speak to my grandmother i'm like shit like i can i can barely muster and I used to have those like the colloquialisms like of the course, swear yeah. words all that stuff like really grasped the jokes like the sure. Catholic <laughs> stuff like I used to have it like really good and now that I've moved away from that it's like kind of a shame that I'm losing it you yeah know? I think you can get it back though just like watch you know a few seasons of the Sopranos or something like that and you can be saying family oriented. I mean it depends on what kind of family <laughs> right. but, um, but it's like crazy and it's got all like the fun flavor to it but yeah. it's like it's it's so much more real I, I'm just this is the representation of Italians that we have in like modern culture. I mean sure, really, of right? Course, yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Like it's a good thing. The it family, is, yeah. the love. What I liked about this about Moonstruck, and it, it's in a lot of Italian movies. Like Italian themed genre of, of 
culture and film and TV and all that stuff. But I, the food is like the major part of this movie. Totally. And that's why I'm like so excited that you picked it because it either revolves around every kind of integral scene revolves around either a meal or they're at this restaurant, Grand Ticino, which actually is Cafe Clooney. Did you know that? I did not know yes. that. Wow, that's crazy. I think like that bread scene. So when um, Loretta Cher and uh, Nicholas Coppola, <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Cage meet for the first time. And he's like in the wife beater with the hand, like making the bread. I mean, another food scene. The bread scene is totally, another food yeah. scene. Everything happens over food. What is life? I didn't come here to upset you. They say bread is life. And and I bake bread, 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 and I sweat and shovel this stinking dough in and out of this hot hole in the wall, and and I should be so happy. Huh, sweetie? Everything happens over food. Of course. So there's like the first, the, like the mom is making the egg in the hole, which looks so good. Yeah, what's that called? It's, it's like an egg a, in the hole. Egg in the hole? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's it's what an it's egg called? in the hole, that's and it looks literal. like so good. I have um, then the, like the bread when they first meet, then she makes them the steak, like uh, when, know, when the, it's like the romantic yeah, you're moment. you're gonna have this one bloody. Yeah, you're gonna have this one blood. bloody. <laughs> and he's like, this is good. <laughs> yeah, this is and good. then yeah. the like, the, the oatmeal when like they're at the end and she's making the oatmeal meal and then they're at that that restaurant that's Kathy Clooney now I know. and they're ordering and she oh in the beginning when she's like don't eat the salt the oily fish I know I, I love, love that, that scene. Yeah. Yeah. You, you take care of me well that is what like food is yeah. right I mean it's like food is taking care of people yeah you know so it's like it makes sense yeah it's it family totally it's like you know you associate it with your culture you associate it with like the ones closest to you and you never see the father eating with that uh, other lady that's true you know what's yeah. her name Mona I think I guess Mona? so <laughs> at first I thought it was MoMA and I MoMA. was like wow yeah. she really is an artsy gal where's the MoMA uh, where's the MoMA That's the, where's the mat also I think when they filmed it like nobody thought it was gonna be anything like apparently Cher was like this movie's gonna suck yeah like, she like won best actress and she right? won best actress Olympia Dukakis won best supporting actress amazing best screenplay yeah oh that's also another thing too like I didn't realize that this was John Patrick Shanley who wrote this yeah. who's like wrote Doubt I mean like mm -hmm. one of the greatest like Contemporary I have playwrights. Doubts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, He's him, like, him writing in Viola Davis's Not Bubble. And that yeah. scene was truly incredible. Yeah, the brilliant. foresight. This is kind of a theme throughout the whole movie mm. for me. It, it's like so interesting. There's like, I feel like so much of the drama of this movie comes in like these expectations of what's going to happen, mm. right? And there's like all these big buildups. And yeah. then it's like, the thing when it actually happens is like never bad. No. And I feel like it's something I've never seen in a movie before. It's like, the, it's all about this anticipation mm -hmm. and like, you know, Johnny's finally coming home. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and then he's the one who ends it. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's always so easy. It's like, uh, you know, when Cher and her father, like, catch each other with the other person yeah. at the opera you know and i love i love in that scene the final scene when olympia dukakis like confronts the father uh -huh. oh yeah and I she's like oh, it's so beautiful when she's like i want you to stop seeing him. yeah oh, seeing her and I then want he you slams the table so and then he's like okay <laughs> i know it's just like this pregnant pause yeah. and just okay have i been a good wife yeah I want you to stop seeing her. Okay. 
and go to confession. It's so cute. I love them. I, I mean, know. even though they're kind of everybody's cheating on each other. Right. It, like Cher is like, I can't marry you, Ronnie, or I can't be with you, Ronnie, because I already made this promise and it'll break his heart and his mother's dying and all this stuff. But it really doesn't it's really his doesn't matter. <laughs> it's his mother too. And wait, what's the line? I think it was like I forget I forget what he said, like love isn't perfect or something. I love you. Not not like they told you love is. And I didn't know this either. But love don't make things nice. It ruins everything. It breaks your heart. It makes things a mess. We we aren't here to make things perfect. The snowflakes are perfect. Oh, it's, it's like so, so good. good. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good, this movie. It's so good. It's like <laughs> It's funny. It's like filled with platitudes, mm -hmm. and like usually I, that would suck. <laughs> yeah, and it's just so perfect. I don't know. I just believe every character so much. Me too. Yeah. Well, I think that's so. There are the themes. So there's like the moon where Raymond, the uncle, or like the Loretta's uncle, is like Cosmo had this moon that he brought down, and because yeah. he was so in love. So this moon is like everything's anchored in this moon, the full moon. When Loretta meets Ronnie, it's the full moon. When the mother meets the guy at the restaurant, it's the full moon. One of the most beautiful scenes, though, is when he's looking out at the moon, and though his wife, this is the aunt and the uncle, and his mm -hmm. wife is like, You know something? In that light? That expression on your face. You look about 25 years old. I know. Oh so God! It just cute. pulls your heartstrings. It totally pulls your. And then I love how he's like chasing her around the grocery store, yeah. and he's just like, oh, "God, so I cute. love it so much." Yeah. yeah. Um. I feel like, I don't know, like, it's just such a, like, every part of the movie makes me happy. I know. That's that's the thing, right? It's yeah. like, from top to bottom, every moment is, like, really just pleasurable and wonderful yeah. and, like, just warms your heart. And, like, yeah, I'm and, and saying that, you know, somebody who, like, makes movies, like, mm. I would, like, never write a movie like that, you yeah. know? But, like, it's so wonderful to see. And when it's done well, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, people don't... You need to make a rom-com. So tell me about... Okay, so tell me about <laughs> the, a kind of movie you would make. Uh, you know, well, I mean, I, I, I'm i still kind of figuring that out, mm. but, like, I, you know, I accidentally did kind of make a rom-com with a friend of mine. Oh, you did? She gave me a script uh, about, like, uh, uh, it was a short film that actually just was in a couple festivals uh, oh, last cool. month. Um, oh, don't be, don't be, it's, the, uh, it's, wow. it's what film festival? Uh, it was in the Manhattan Film Festival, okay. so we played at uh, the Cinema Villages on 12th Street. Cool. And then we were in another one, which is, uh, embarrassingly, I'm not remembering the name of, it was like in a high school in Sunset Park. <laughs> chic. <laughs> yeah, very chic, you know, walk the red carpet <laughs> on that one. <laughs> Do you wear a tuxedo uh, like Nick Cage? Yeah, of the course, Met? of course. Yeah. Come on, I'm, what am I, a farmer? <laughs> You're from West Village. I'm from West for Village, God's I sakes. only wear tuxedos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it was great. It was just great to like. It, it was funny, and I remember like I didn't think of it as a rom com at all until we made it, and then I remember like we we wrapped. Mm. I was like, oh my god, I just directed a rom com. How did, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> but it's happen? fun, you know. It's so they're the best type of movies. They're comfort movies. You know, I mean, that's like that's why I 
kind of wanted to do this and you know be in this world like uh i mean i i love making them i mean it's it's great but it's you know it's a very different experience mm. you know it's you're like a when you're directing you're like a, just a 24 hour a day problem solver right yeah. like how do i just how do i solve this problem how do i get from you know a to b here in my mind mm. um and it's great because you get to make it and it's yours and it's like, you know, you get to, I mean, directors at the end of the day are, are pretty much just like professional audience members, right? Yeah. You're just like, you're just making the movie that you want to make, mm-hmm. um, that you want to see, hopefully. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're probably watching more. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. I mean, it's more leisurely. <laughs> it's definitely more leisurely. Yeah. It's very hard for me to be on my phone while I'm directing. Yeah. <laughs> do you go on your phone while you watch movies? No. I mean, I would never, I would never do yeah, that. Are you so kidding who me? Who does that? <laughs> I, I actually, don't even like, have Twitter. I <laughs> have to be more like cognizant of it because I'm trying to train my attention span a little bit more. Definitely. Because I love watching movies and I love watching yeah. TV, but just like I'm like a gravitational pull to my of cell course. phone. I mean, I'm such an addict. It's yeah, horrible. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. Yeah, it's like, but, a, com- like a fully full-blown compulsion at yeah. this point. Yeah. But actually, you know, it's, you know, if you watch something on your phone, then you actually can't use it. Well, that's true. So, do you do that? No, do you, like, not cast very often. Things? Not very often. Me neither. But I'm not a big YouTube gal. Staying in the Hamptons, I did have to watch Moonstruck on my phone, and oh, I was yeah. very focused. Just like the tiny little. The screen. tiny little. Well, I held it very close to my face. <laughs> so, <it's> <laughs> <laughs> so what, do you like the Hamptons? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> it has its you know ups and downs. Uh, I mean, it's it's so beautiful. It's like yeah. it's a really cool community and everything like that. Mm. Uh, I love the beach. Cool. Yeah. So you're happy there? Yes, I'm happy there. But you haven't moved there, right? No, no. Actually, but my wife and I do did last year get a house in Greenport, which mm. is kind of like the Brooklyn version of the Hamptons. <laughs> it's like the North Fork of Long Island. You're really leaning into the Brooklyn thing. Yeah. Speaking of which, I I just heard, I was talking about Moonstruck with one of my buddies today before coming over here, and I just heard that Amy Schumer bought the Moonstruck house, like... For $13 million. Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. How much? They probably, it was probably nothing during the time. Yeah. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a cool little house. Oh yeah. Little. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's huge. And that's what he's like when the old man, when she's walking him home and she's like, or he's walking her home and he's like, I live in one bedroom. I'm like, wow, you still can relate. Totally. (laughs) I mean, yeah, New York's always going to be New York like that. You know? Yeah. For some reason, I mean, it's also crazy because in my head, I picture like eighties New York. Who was the mayor in the eighties? It wasn't Koch. Uh, it wasn't Koch. Dinkins, that was in the beginning, maybe? right? In the beginning of the eighties, like late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. Dinkins makes sense. Uh, it was that guy from Ghostbusters, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Dinkins yeah. makes sense. But I I just think of the eighties in New York as like, you know, naively like the ridden riddled with crime. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and so you see Cher like walking around at night in her little fabulous uh, little outfit. Cher outfits. can take care of herself. Yeah, I think, Cher you know? can, but like you imagine it's like four in the morning. I'm like, sheesh. Yeah. No one's wor- <laughs> no one was worried. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I don't know. I I grew up in the city. I've always felt like super safe in the yeah, city. Me too. I've never been mugged. I've never been like you know. I've never had oh, a problem. Well, good for you. Well, <laughs> my dad's been mugged a couple times. He actually he moved to the city in the '60s mm. and. Uh, he was like he lives in the East Village now mm. he's like yeah I just bought a million dollar apartment at a place where I was mugged with a machete <laughs> on the stoop 
40 years ago. <laughs> yeah, the East Village was a little different then. Yeah. It's oh, like totally. taxi driver East Village, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. It was hardcore. Even in the 90s, yeah. I think, like, you know, Tompkins was pretty. You never see them go to the East Village in Sex and the City unless she's like partying. You do not. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And that's all changed, you know? Why did your dad move to the East Village? Um, from the West Village, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think he just, I think it was time to sell the apartment mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he got remarried and I think they wanted to get a place together, mm-hmm. like instead of her moving into the place that you know, yeah. it was his, um, and you know, he just moved across town and it was like a nightmare for me. I was like, there's no trains. <laughs> it was before city bike. Yeah. I was like, it's going to take me 40 minutes. Were to you li- still across. living in, in Brooklyn? Uh, no, I think that was before I moved out. Okay. So I was kind of like living between my parents' okay. spots. And uh, when I was at NYU, they actually like, didn't give me housing because I think I lived in the same oh, zip really? code. Oh, really? They didn't give you housing? No, I like transferred in and they were like, we're well, not guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. That's Which a fine. real NYU kind of thing to do. Be yeah, like, yeah, totally. Well. I guess they don't own enough of downtown no, to they like, don't provide. Own it. They barely yeah. own any real estate at all. No, yeah. I, mean, I feel like I like missed out on some sort of dorm experience. It was like weird to be like, hey, you, know, like, you guys want to go over to my mom's house? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, she's she's cool. She's with cool, me. Yeah. 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 She's sick. She's, she's cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that when Cher, I mean, is kind of parading all over town, and the parents are super chill with it. That's true. She is thirty-seven though, and yeah, right? that's like, true. That's so true. But yeah. still, like, they're like, he doesn't even want her to get remarried. Yeah. And she's like, comes totally. home with hickeys, and the mom's like, right. love bites. You've got love bites. <laughs> <laughs> and then he walks in, and he's like, you've got love bites. I know. It's I know. So good. It's very cute. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, but the mom. Mom's chill, the dad's chill. I mean, they're all cavorting, you know, yeah. all over. Well, all it's over like town. so honest, like that too, yeah. right? It's like it, it's such like a beautiful and like cutesy and like lovely story, yeah. but it's like it's honest about kind of like what love is mm-hmm. and everything, and like it's not like neat. Yeah. And it's not easy. And Cage says that. He does. He yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, there's ups and downs, and you know, at the end of the day, just like as long as you love each other, right? Yeah. I have a really important question, mm-hmm. and this is ties into share with the the but like her her husband her like her widow like sorry I don't know how the the correct term for this like her yeah. ex is that why do I dead husband her dead <laughs> her deceased husband getting hit by the bus mm-hmm. which is sad because Sunny Sunny Bono I mean he got hit by a tree right <laughs> that's true don't right? laugh <laughs> well, the tree wasn't I, he didn't get hit by he hit the tree. <laughs> The tree didn't like come out of nowhere. I know, but who knows? Maybe the guy hit the bus. Too. Maybe who's no, driving that know. tree? But <laughs> <laughs> <Right>, yes, <laughs> poor Sunny Bunny. Poor may Sunny re- Bunny. May, may, may he rest in peace. Indeed. Um, yeah. But it's really it's a really important question. Do you believe in life after love? <laughs> <laughs> Do you believe in life after love? That was actually an unbelievable harmony. It was. That was great. Yeah, that was really good. (laughs) Wow. Doing karaoke after this. You should consider, um, uh, outside of hospitality, outside of film, you should consider a music career. Oh, I do. I do, actually. I I, like sing all the time, just like. Professionally? uh, No, no, I wish. I wish. Actually, (laughs) a server that I was working with the other day was less. uh, She was like, oh, you do art, right? Like, are you a singer? And I truly melted. I was like, (laughs) that was the most amazing thing anybody's ever said to me. Because I'm constantly just singing to myself. And I'm not very good but i you know are you a big karaoke guy i do i you know i like yeah, to you know, dabble. I get drunk and <laughs> do a little karaoke what's your what's your karaoke song oh wow um you know where to begin okay. i like what's up by the four non-blondes that's uh that's, you, you got me there you don't know that don't one know that oh my god 
You would know it okay. if I sang it. Okay. But, you know, alcohol needs to be involved. <laughs> Should I get you a glass yeah, or something? Yeah, give me. <laughs> <laughs> we, all, we just sit here for 15 minutes and then you can do it. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Spill my guts. Um, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, you know, whatever strikes me in yeah. the moment. There's one of my favorite bars actually is in Brooklyn Heights and it's called Montero's. Okay. And uh, it's like this cool kind of like nautical bar and it's like kind of a shithole mm-hmm. in like kind of the best way possible like Christmas lights and like just decorations that have been up for 50 years uh-huh. and like at a certain time of night it just like turns into the worst karaoke you've ever heard in oh, your that's life fun yeah I need to go I'm putting that on my list you should it's on Atlantic yeah. Avenue it's really excellent I feel like this is a great time to segue into the my like um my questions for you okay my cool. little like speed round all right sounds good okay favorite tv show Oh, like ever or ever. right now? Oh, man. Uh, that's so tough. But um, I really loved Maniac on Netflix. Okay. I think I yeah, saw that. Yeah, it's like Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. I know oh, it's my yeah. favorite ever, but it's like That's your favorite totally show ever. ever? I'm fascinated. It's one of them. Okay. For sure. I love The Wire, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not classic. a big fan of The Wire. No? I, I've seen it. I couldn't. It's sad. It's, it's just very so sad. sad. It's very sad. Yeah. I feel like there's not a lot of And it's a little dated the filmmaking i think it's mm-hmm. hard it's kind of hard to watch it's a little old it is yeah. i don't think they've like remastered it right no no yeah. i mean you know but moonstruck's perfect and it's moonstruck is like, like has been fully remastered though like, has it been? yeah i feel like really? we're definitely watching like a like that couldn't have looked like that in 1987 i, I mean it was amazing i yeah. mean who's remastering moonstruck but i love them for criterion it. collection is really? like full-blown oh, yeah cool. like they're they're all about Moonstruck. That's great. It yeah. did win Oscars. Nick. It did, I, and, and they well deserved. <laughs> yeah, very well deserved. Um, what's your favorite restaurant? Uh, Minetta Tavern. Okay, it's on McDougal. Keith and McNally. I, Keith McNally. Yeah, um, I actually went to high school with his kids. Oh, Not wow. that I was like friends with them or anything, but uh, we're close with them. <laughs> but I used to. But I mean, you were, they were lovely. They were lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing bad to say. Uh, but I grew up, you know, on like. Right there, my dad's mm-hmm. house was Waverly McDougal, and we would go to the Old Minetta Tavern, which okay. was just like, just like the restaurant in Moonstruck, mm-hmm. like super Italian, like way too. I mean, not that the restaurant in Moonstruck was bright, but this was yeah. it just like the lighting was off, and it was like the food was so-so. But they had this like incredible kind of like old mural on the wall, which they've kept, and uh, and then McNally took it over, and it's like every time I go, it's like the best steak I've ever had. Okay. And yeah. it's like, they have a great burger. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's like the closest to what that restaurant is the, in, in the movie? What is it? Grand Ticino? Yeah. What's I'm not the closest to that? Like pronounce it in, in New York these days. Oh man. Cause you can't really not, it's not any little Italy restaurants. No, it feels like there's like, sadly so much of that is gone. Mm-hmm. It's like great service. Yeah. Like obviously that white tablecloth. Yeah. White like tablecloth. Chianti bottles with a candle mm-hmm. in it and all that. It's like Bamonti's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I in Williamsburg, like, like that's like so red totally. saucy. Yeah, there's a there's a restaurant in Williamsburg called Patrizia's, oh, which yeah. is like ridiculous. I mean, it's not fancy mm-hmm. like that, but it's you know mm-hmm. huge Italian portions, yeah. and you know you go and you um oh you've got a very cute black cat here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, no, scare you. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I like cats. Um, but yeah, you go to Patrizia's and you tell them it's your birthday, even though it isn't. And then they like play this ridiculous Italian song and you just oh, like spin fun. your napkin over your head. And Wait, is that the chain? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe they're, they're franchising like, it or is something. Is it a BYOB kind of place? Uh, I don't remember being my own. 
be. Okay. <laughs> You're like the bee was Bringing there. My, yeah, that I had to buy was the booze, bee. <laughs> I, to, I think I had to buy the bee. <laughs> um, your favorite New York City childhood memory. Oh man, I mean it's like all New York City childhood mm. memories. Okay, um, give me like give me your favorites. Oh God! I mean, like, I wonder, like, if what I have, I probably the Natural History Museum. Okay, I just well, like tell me loved about it. What did going you do to there. I like proposed to my wife at the Natural History oh Museum. Oh my God! I would like, I would run around, you know, underneath the whale, like eating gummies. How cute! Like, it's, I don't know, it's just still like a special place to me. Mm-hmm. It's like when I think of being a kid in New York, I think of that place. Is your wife from New York? She is. We actually went to high school together. Oh my God! Yeah, we like broke up a bunch of times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we dated kind of like on and off throughout college and then broke up for five years. Oh, wow. She went to veterinary school in Scotland and I veterinary school in was Scotland? a bartender. Yeah. Is she a vet now? She is. She's not working in, uh, the, as the cat was like obsessed with you. Hi. <laughs> vet. You're not supposed to like the vet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she's kind of like trying to figure it out. She's like, uh, sh- uh she's doing a lot of writing these mm-hmm. days and, um, yeah, oh, you want to say something? Literally, <laughs> <laughs> favorite bar. Um, you know, I grew up above a great bar called Arthur's Tavern mm-hmm. uh, on Grove Street, and I just love that bar. I had two friends that they moved out since, but like they lived on at Forty Two Grove. Oh, where I grew up. Um, My the mom's still there. Best... You can find her too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm gonna cut that out. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're like three E. She's home all day. <laughs> With her cats. With one well, no, of the cats are dead. Oh, sadly. no. She cats had two cats when I was a kid growing up, when my parents were still together, mm. called uh, Bert and Helena, Bertram and Helena. After, I love like, that. Uh, I can't remember which Shakespeare play, but mm. she moved to, you know, everybody comes to be an actor, I guess, yeah. in those days. So both my parents came to be actors. and In the 60s? Uh, my mom came in the 70s my mm. dad came in the 60s the 60s in New York I feel like especially for like creatives and stuff like the new school of oh, creativity yeah. and like Frank totally. O'Hara and all that school of that's course. so cool like it was all happening it was all <laughs> happening god damn it I'm so jealous I know we were born too late now it's just like TikTok and like yeah yeah and like <laughs> I don't even know what the, yeah, yeah I'm like, what the kids are doing I'm feeling very defeated about New York these days I love it so much I mean oh, there's no place that's Moonstruck better I know <laughs> I know and I'm like god but then I like look at the liquor store that's in the movie and then I go see it now and it's just kind of like lost all its luster yeah I mean but I think that's the thing about New York is it's like it always feels like you missed the boat and mm-hmm. it's like always just happening yeah, you know you just have like, to find it 2014 I think of like that and I'm like god that was a I great know, time that's like that's what, that's what growing up and older know, is, yeah. is like romanticizing the past but like the thing about New York is it's you know it's always there you know you just gotta you just gotta find it and I it's think. the same reason I don't like like I'm like these days <laughs> I was like listening to my Spotify discovery weekly and I'm like god no one makes it music anymore and I'm right, like yeah course, but they yeah. did in 2016 I mean like, that's what's you're the... totally right about that music no there's no more good music I, being made am I right fully. wait are you being sarcastic yeah, no, or no I seriously okay. feel that way I know I'm probably wrong I know like... me too I'm like I know I'm wrong I'm willing to say that but yeah. based on I can't find it no I know it doesn't yeah. exist I'm pretty sure it doesn't <laughs> and exist and all the people that I used to love like I'm not gonna name them because I don't want to like alienate full groups of right, you yeah. know, artists sure. but all these people that I used to love with amazing albums like great thing they put out something like in the past year like totally, recently like, like Nickelback and <laughs> yeah my favorite band Nickelback yeah. <laughs> but like for example Arcade Fire just sure. devastating I know well it I actually haven't me. listened to the most recent album but it's yeah okay. I was I was talking about that with friends of mine recently and uh, you know he's a drummer and like we were just 
talking about i mean i think that's how it always feels mm-hmm. it's like i you know you get to a certain point and then you stop being cool and then you just associate it with like all the stuff that was cool when you yeah. were cool you know? i know and i feel like i sound like you know in clueless when he's like the way i feel about the, my parents feel about the rolling stones is the way that i'm gonna feel about the nine inch nails so i should stop giving my heart my mom a hard time right yeah like i think of that i'm like totally. yeah that's me now i'm that's literally a curmudgeon right loser yeah, but we're right no, no it is it has ended. yeah we're right yeah. <laughs> it has ended objectively all we are correct. Is, is finished it's all cooked yeah I, yeah i could i could and and but you 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 have the chance to save it i do i i think i'm pretty sure i'm the chosen one so <laughs> what's your five-year plan um my five-year plan oh my god uh i, I love to make <laughs> a, an interview like yeah, exactly. i'm gonna employ you um i you know i think my biggest weakness is that i care too much mm. and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i was like for a second i thought you were serious i was like no, no, no. yeah i mean okay that's uh, we, could, we could go no forth I, with that. I would love to i would love to have made my first like real feature and mm. within the next five years okay i'd like to you know we'll see it'd be nice to to be out of bartending mm-hmm. <laughs> But, you, but then you couldn't come on this podcast. That's true. That's true. This is <laughs> <laughs> um, do you just for fun? Like I'll do, you know, a guest shift. Yeah. Guest shift. Yeah. Star, star tending. <laughs> um, do you feel like, do you do research? Like what's your, how do you do it? Like, is there a theme that you like, like to explore generally? Or? Yeah. I mean like when I'm like writing or yeah, like anything, or? like what, what do you like to, what, what kind of, what do you want to touch on? Uh, you know, I, I guess just like the, just the pressing weight of life on all of us <laughs> how know. nobody makes good music anymore yeah exactly <laughs> that's it that's it yeah uh no i i don't know you know it's i think i get an idea usually and then like you just have to sit down and flush it out mm. and, and it's very um it's very eclectic like you know i it's i had a professor once you know tell me that he thought like my like every director has like a theme and mm-hmm. like at least something that's like yeah you know, that's- steering the boat i guess uh and you know he thought mine was like death but uh, i really don't you should have made moonstruck yeah i should have made moonstruck and then like it's like the last movie i made was you know about a uh, just a girl moving to new york city like and meeting a boy and doing a romantic comedy in oh, the cute. halls yeah. of a walk-up building yeah but we need more of that we need I less think so depressing too. i know yeah. I, it's like i really think that it's like it's kind of moving in that way where mm-hmm. it's like um the kind of zigging or zagging mm-hmm. against like the horrible depressing stuff that you see all the time time, which is like the only way that you know it's like a cheat code to just make you feel something Mm -hmm. and remember it like if it's just the most depressing thing you've ever seen in your life uh i feel like it's finally starting to like come back the other way with things like ted lasso Mm -hmm. and like yeah ted lasso is great yeah or it's just like oh like people just want to like feel happy yeah you know and it's like warming and yeah there can be twists and turns but at the end of the day you're like okay i feel uplifted 100 percent. yeah yeah absolutely i mean there needs to be twists and turns but yeah otherwise it's you know pretty boring have you ever been like have you ever been influenced by somebody that you've spoken to like while you're bartending like a customer oh yeah i'm sure i mean it's like i think that will that's such like a gift about Mm. bartending is that you know i'm like totally a people person and Mm. i like chatting with people and this has been great thank you by the way (laughs) Um, i'm glad you liked it yeah no it's great (laughs) uh but yeah i mean like when you're when your job is essentially like you know anybody can like pour some liquid from one container into another container you know you just have to be like pleasant yeah but like you know the big part of the job is talking to people and like and that's what you learn behind the bar is that you know how to talk to people Mm -hmm. and when you talk to people from all different walks of life you know it seeps in yeah 
That's yeah. beautiful. Uh, I guess. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay, Nick. Thank you so much. Anything oh, else? Anything you, you want to leave us with? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's great. Thank Bring you so much. Bring me the big knife. Bring me the big knife. Bring me the big knife. Cut my throat. <laughs> Cut my throat. I want to watch you. <laughs> Okay, that's all I have for you. I hope you enjoyed the episode and it inspired you to get a giant plate of pasta and be an Italian-American. I have put all of Nick's information in the episode details if you want to reach him, if you have any questions for him. Um, Just a little side note, Real Saucy is produced and edited by me, Rosie D'Amato, and the Real Saucy theme music is by Sandro Diaz-Amidze. Thank you for listening. See you soon.